Trek Geeks is proud to have Fansets as our presenting sponsor. You know, Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com. Fansets. Our pins have character. We are the Borg, and you are listening to the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks Podcast with Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. You will listen. Resistance is futile. You must comply. Convention Bureau at Podfleet Command Headquarters. It's the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant and the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Greetings to you, convention goers and Trekkies alike, and welcome to the Trek Geeks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith, and welcome to episode number 307. And we're just slowly ticking them off. You know, we'll be at 400 by the time we get to 2030 at some point. Yeah, it's... I'm not good at counting. Um, people have heard all about your counting skills, or at least they will in the outtake. Mm. But that's another story for another time. Of course, I'm talking to my co-host. He's a man that um, has pretty much been blacklisted from just about every convention on the planet uh, for the reasons that I stated in my outtake earlier, which when you guys get past the end theme, you'll hear it. But he's the modestly clothed Dan Davidson. And Dan... Uh, we're going to talk about one of our favorite parts of our fandom today. Yeah, we absolutely are. Good to be here, buddy. Always good to see you, talk to you, talk at you, talk with you, talk about you. Uh, so yeah, thanks. 307, here we are. Um, I'm excited to talk about this week's topic because, uh, as you said, it's it's our favorite part of our fandom, and that's convention going. Um, we know everyone who listens knows that we attend Vegas uh, annually and we have a great time reuniting with our Star Trek family. Uh, and we don't really get to do others all that often. I think the last non-Star Trek convention we went to was in Chicago a few years back, right after the pandemic. Um, but we're going to be going to another one in 2024 and we're very, very excited about excited about it. And it's Trek Long Island Part 2. And it's coming up uh, in late May, and we're very excited that we're going to be attending this. Yeah, we have a couple special guests to uh, to talk us through it. And, um, Dan, we're going to make a major announcement for Trek Long Island um, in this episode. So why don't you tell us about our guests? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stephanie Gangone is the person who actually came up with the idea of Trek Long Island, and last year was incredibly successful. Um, so we are going to be welcoming her 
to this podcast, as well as Matthew Kaplowitz, who was at last year's event, has a podcast of his own, is big into the toy business, and has some information about some upcoming Star Trek goodies. Um, so we're very excited to be talking to both of these folks about the upcoming convention. As I said, we have heard nothing but positive things about last year's event. This one's going to be bigger, it's going to be better, and it's going to be badder Take that as you will, because we're going to be there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be so much Trek Geeks representation at this con between us and Sci-Fi Sisters and Big Sci-Fi Podcast and some of the other shows that are going to show up just as attendees. Um, we may have five or six shows represented at this convention in one way or another, and that's that's pretty exciting because it's a creator-friendly environment. So, um, And we'll talk about that more in the, yeah. uh, in the conversation uh, later, so... I, I am, I am so jazzed for this con. There aren't words to describe how excited I am for Long Island. Um, partly jazzed, yeah, jazzed. You, what you, <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, there's I a said word. That. I know you said Shut you don't have words. Shut up and let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have a convention in the Northeast again. Um, now, someone oh say God, obviously sure Trek Onderoga is there. Yes, uh, I freely admit that that's a great con, and we've been there. And people should mm -hmm. always go to Trek Onderoga. We love that con. Um, but to have a, you know, a larger venue con in the Northeast is really something we haven't seen at this level since 2014. Yeah, when we when we reunited after not seeing each other for a while and the actual Trek Geeks podcast was born kind of that very weekend. So, uh, yeah, very, uh, very excited to have it uh, here in the Northeast. It's not a lot of travel time for us, which is great. Um, I did want to say um, I talked about how uh, Matthew is going to be joining us and I mentioned that he's a podcaster and of course he is host of the truck. Uh, the Trek Untold podcast. So we're going to talk about that a little bit with him also. But but yeah, I mean, it's only going to be a couple hour drive. Um, and, and that's 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 so relaxing to think of. <laughs> but temper your expectations because I'll be in the car. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, never mind. Yeah. It's going to be just as bad as Vegas then. <laughs> two hours with Bill equals eight hours anywhere else. With I think it's a little else, more so. than two hours. It is. It's going to be more like three and a yeah. half or so. Because of course it's, is about an hour and a half or or so that we don't drive because we're on the ferry. So, yeah. Oh, very cool. Taking a big boat across the the ocean, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> After I take a plane, I'm taking all kinds of of, of travel methods to go yes. to this con. And there is a train that goes right by the place where we get on the boat. So planes, trains, and automobiles. Great Except movie. no boat. Right. Well, Dan, as always, we want to take this moment to thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of Trek Geeks. Yeah, indeed we do, man. As we mentioned last time we talked, Fansets continues to make all the pins that premiered in Vegas available over at Fansets.com. So head on over there right now and pick up these new beauties. From the universe of Trek, it's everyone's favorite Taylor slash spy. That's right. It's Garak from Gar Garak. Garak from Deep Garak. Space Nine. Some people actually call him Garak, which is interesting. Um, and perhaps 
buddy, my all-time favorite Delta from fan sets. It's from Picard Season 2, and it's the Borg Slayer Delta, and it's available in both pin and magnet form. So get on over to fan sets and get yourself some pins. That's right. You want to get those those two great new releases from Vegas and then at checkout, be sure to enter the special discount code word TrekGeeks for 10% off your entire order. I'm amazed you didn't say a word about just me breaking into a spontaneous jingle. I was waiting okay. till the end. I didn't want to interrupt you because I That's usually That's Geeks in all capital letters with no spaces. And of course, don't forget when you order more than $30 from Fansets, you're going to automatically get free shipping in the United States. You started your own jingle, Garak. Okay, anyway, that was very good. Maybe we should make that the official jingle of Fansets. I'll talk to the powers that be about that. How's that sound? Uh, that would be me. Fansets. Our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks. So, Bill. Dan. We're going to convention this summer. And it's not Las Vegas. And we are just unbelievably excited about this. Have we're I told actually, you about this? Did I tell you that we are actually doing one? I, I've heard that we're doubling our convention count in 2024. We um, actually are. And yes. we're covering uh, both ends of the country practically. I know. It's it's so awesome. It's actually close by for a change, which is, I mean, just <laughs> awesome. It's only going to be a couple hour drive instead of several hour flights. We're very excited. Um, it's Trek Long Island, buddy. We're going there. It's going to be awesome. We are so excited. We've heard nothing but good things about last year's convention. So as a result, we're going to talk all about that right now. We've got two very special guests to help us talk about it. The one and only Stephanie Gangon, who's Gangon, who is actually the person behind Trek Long Island, um, is the first person we're going to be talking to. And also we want to welcome Matthew Kaplowitz, who is uh, part of the Trek Untold podcast. He's also going to talk to us about uh, the convention and maybe even a little couple of other special things uh, towards the end of our discussion regarding Star Trek toys, which is pretty awesome. So Stephanie and Matthew, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you. And as you can tell, I'm pretty excited about Trek Long Island. Me too. I can't believe you pronounced his name right, but not mine. I know. I, know, and same I told you before we even recorded. I, I, I asked you what it was. You told me. I said it right. But as soon as that big red recording light button is on, forget God. about it, Miss Stephanie Gangone. There you go. I said it right, and I'm not going to say it again. It, it's hard to believe we have an empire with him. You know? This has never happened before to me where someone gets my name right. Like, Are we in the, the mirror universe right now? This, this feels wrong. And this is the coming harder. from... Two guys whose last names are Smith and Davidson. Right. <laughs> no, couldn't get much the easier. Name, the chances are I'm going to get it more right than the easiest of names. So I'm just going to go with that. So, so Stephanie, it's it's not an easy undertaking to decide to start a fandom convention from scratch. Yeah. Um, what is it that possessed you to do such a thing? Well, possession, that was the word. Um, so it started it, and I'm going to go back into the nerdville of what I am. I'm a librarian, a children's librarian. And the reason I started Trek Long Island was I wanted to create an event that my 501c3, the Library for the Kind, could host. Library for the Kind is a um, non-for-profit organization that I started uh, just during the pandemic, actually, that uh, supports children in literacy, diversity, inclusion, 
Last year at Trek Long Island, we donated uh, just over $1,000 to the LaBelle School for the Blind. Oh, wow. And that's that's what that does. And so we host this event. And what what is Trek but inclusion, diversity, and everything that, you know, I mm-hmm. uh, that supports my what uh, my cause. So I decided to do a Star Trek convention. And oh, my goodness, it worked. Where do you start in right. in in trying to get a convention off the ground? Because I mean, obviously, you've been probably to a a bunch of conventions, you know, in your mm-hmm. fandom. Yeah, where I mean, it's got to be like a a Herculean task to mm-hmm. to some extent. You know, where do you take the first bite? Staff. You know, when you yeah. have a reliable people, wonderful people that you can, you know, just are wonderful. Um, you know you're going to do well. Um, I started with working with Long Island Doctor Who, and a lot of my staff comes from them. Some of them comes from Icon that was also on Long Island. And when you have that click, that wonderful group of people that have the same passion as you, you're going to make it. You're going to do it. And uh, everything else uh, just kind of fell into place. It was a little magical, and I, I'm, I'm panicking because I can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> well, uh- well, let's talk a little bit about last year's event. It was the first, uh, the first Trek Long Island. Um, our dear friends and and sponsors of the of the show, Fan Sets, was at the convention last year, and that. they had nothing but positive things to say about not only the convention but the people involved, the fans, the people that uh, the stars that showed up. Um, it was extremely. I don't. I don't think I read a single bad mm-hmm. thing about the event anywhere on social media, which we know can be a cesspool of negativity. Yeah. Everything was fantastic. Um, so talk a little bit about that. Um, what were your expectations going in? Um, and what did you think coming out? Uh, obviously, it must have been something that you're like, oh, let's do this again. So I'm thinking it was pretty positive. Well, I'm always ready for like people um, with negativity also, and I'm ready for that. I'm a librarian. I'm used to dealing with the public and speaking to all different kinds of people. So I'm ready for that. Uh, communication is key. So the more I was communicating, the more I spoke to people, uh, let them sell, let them be heard. I knew there wouldn't be any issues. This year, for example, I'm going to be expanding the vendor room. I knew that was one thing that they wanted. Um, and it's so funny. The day before the event, I had a t-shirt vendor contact me, but I had no room for them. And uh, the one complaint, you have no t-shirt vendor. I'm like, oh, you know, I almost <laughs> had one. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's going out of it. I I, I couldn't believe that it, I did it. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm not eating ramen for a year. I don't believe this. <laughs> it was no, great. And then, no slight on ramen, by the way. Ramen is delicious. Ramen is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How do you decide you know, kind of the, the slate of panels, you know, how do you ensure that you have the kind of programming and the flow you want to make sure that those people attending are going to be, you know, engaged? Uh, You want to make sure, you know, you have panels for the old school um, cast. They want to people to talk about how Trek started. You want to go into the future. You uh, people are very, people love to talk. You want panels where it's not just the speaker talking and talking and talking, but the audience contributing. It's so important. People want to express themselves. And also, Matt, podcasters are amazing. (laughs) Just seeing they are amazing. They can run a panel like you wouldn't know. (laughs) And, well, well. Speaking of that, uh, Matt, of course, with with the Trek Untold podcast and such, tell us a little bit about what your experience has been like being involved in this. Um, do you have any pointers for two 
weirdos from New Hampshire who are going to be joining you guys uh, uh, in the summer, the, the early summer. Um, and and also, if I'm not mistaken, the podcast community is a huge part of this convention. Well, my pro tip to anybody listening today is book your hotel early uh, because they're already sold out. And uh, I don't know if Stephanie's going to be able to get more hotel blocks, I but there are other hotels anymore. in the area. So, yeah, my, my recommendation is if you're going to come. You better get your hotel ASAP because this thing was popular. It was popping last year. And, yeah, there was tons of podcasters. You know, like my experiences last year uh, at the event or rather the summer, I guess, it's it's very timey-wimey stuff I'm trying to remember all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, my experiences were first as a vendor. I'm coming in, in 2024 to kind of help out with the podcast and the content creators. Mm-hmm. But in 2023, uh, I had a booth there and I got to do a few panels. And that was exciting for me because I've actually never, ever ran my own panel at a convention before. So, you know, besides being in like podcaster row with like some of the fellow Trek Geek podcasts, like uh, the Sci-Fi Sistas and Big Sci-Fi Podcast, mm-hmm. along with other folks there as well, uh, you know, all of us had different panels going on. And I've done plenty of things, you know, on my podcast where I've had multiple guests on, but never actually in person. And it's such a different experience because it's, it's basically now live theater. It's essentially right, yeah. so, you know, I, I went from doing zero to four in the matter of two days, uh, <laughs> ended up like becoming the, the de facto host of like the podcasters unite panel, which kicked off the first day. Um, and that was basically all of us podcasters chatting it up and, and, uh, just talking about Star Trek and talking about the fandom. And like Stephanie was saying, we had a lot of back and forth with the audience, which was unexpected, but cool. Um, yeah. I got to do my Trek untold panel, which uh, I brought in some virtual guests. I brought in. Alicia Naff, a.k.a. Ensign slash Captain Sonia Gomez. Very cool. Uh, and Albie Selznick, who's been three times in uh, different Star Trek shows. He was in Voyager twice yeah. and PS9 once, I believe. Um, and then I also did a panel all about Star Trek toys, which I did with uh, my friend Jonathan Alex Dorados. And that was also really fun. We had like similar kind of thing, just talking back and forth with the audience members, talking toys, running down history, sharing, collecting stories. Uh, and then, like, my big moment was being on stage with Robin Curtis and Vadia Potenza for the Star Trek Three Spock reunion, Spock and Savick reunion. Cool. That was pretty awesome. Again, having never, ever done this before, and even, you know, I, I've done interviews in person with all sorts of people, uh, you know, professional fighters, business people, whatever, um, but not really in the Star Trek realm. Trek Untold started in the pandemic, so everything I've done has been through Zoom. So now here I am on stage with like Robin Curtis. Come on. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm trying not to be a fanboy, but it's really hard not to. That, that really is the biggest challenge. I mean, you know, we've, you know, we've been doing podcasts for a while. We've done some, some live panels and I, I don't know about you, Matt, but I still get nervous before a live panel because there's really a chance that I could mess this up, you know, with, with recording, it's, it's always easy. Cause I can, I can fix most things in the edit. But when you're in front of a, a few hundred people, it's like, um, okay, um, this is for real. Um, did did you have some of that before your Robin Curtis panel? Be honest. Honestly, no. I was actually shocked. I don't <laughs> understand how. I don't know what's happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I used to feel nervous and stuff. And I was like telling people I was nervous, but I was like, I really didn't. I kind of felt like this Zen state. Uh, like I think I think the term in, in Zen Buddhism is like state of mu, of emptiness. Like you are the empty cup. So I just kind of like, became trek long island and and uh, i just went into it and now you are trek long island now you are now i am trek long island i am the trek long island <laughs> i think that's also referred to as a state of dan because his head is quite empty yes it, it is quite empty i gotta say i agree with you a lot matt because as bill will tell you first of all 
he ne- always leaves my mistakes and he never edits them out. Um, and I'm sure he's going to say that he doesn't make any mistakes of his own, which is why he never has to edit his own. But that's a story for another day. Um, I tend to get really nervous and anxious well before a live panel. Like, for example, it could be like the day two, two or three days before I'll be starting to freak out about stuff. But I got to agree with you right beforehand. It happened when we did a live podcast in Vegas this past year. Nice and smooth, nice and relaxed. No, no concerns. And I think all the worrying is Bill's always told me I worry for nothing because everything always seems to go off without a hitch. Now, of course, saying that I'm sure Bill and I are going to get up there this uh, this coming convention and one of us is going to screw up. Probably going to be me because it usually is. Um, and I'll just put that out there right now. So everyone, I apologize up front. I think as long as John Billingsley isn't doing a strip tease anywhere we are, we'll be fine. That's well, breaking us. news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I totally concur with that, though, because, like, you know, I, I feel like the weeks before like you were saying the same thing, I was all anxious about it. And then I got there. And honestly, I was too busy doing everything else. That I didn't have time to keep right. stressing about it. And then I just got up there and I'm like, you know, and you guys know this because you're pros. You've been doing this for a lot longer than I have in the podcasting realm. Like, you can't really come in there being all stiff and every. It's, you know, a conversation on a stage. It's a moving conversation. There's moving parts in here. You've mm-hmm. got to throw your script out the window and just go with whatever it is your guests are doing. So uh, you very have you, you very much have to be in the moment. And uh, that's kind of just what happened there. It's like, you have to be very mindful, very aware of what's happening and able to go have that back and forth with your guests. So right. yeah, a- any anxiety you have, it's going to go right out the window as soon as you get on that stage and see all those people. And I've never experienced that before. Now I'm hooked. I well, want more panels. I want more. Guys. This is why I need you. I'm a terrible interviewer. I'm terrible. Cause I get like, uh, I forget everything. Everybody, we'd be talking just about, oh, did you go to the park the other day or something else? Because I I forget everything, who the person is, what they did, everything. That's why I need you guys. That's me. (laughs) Well, in all honesty, during the SAG after strike, that's probably, you know, in line with the questions you can ask uh, right now as it is. Um, it, that that's really a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of you know? Does pineapple belong on pizza? We asked that one in Vegas. Um, <laughs> you know, um, if I, there were all kinds of questions we asked to to Michelle Hurd and John Billingsley and Bonnie Gordon, because when you can talk about Star Trek, it's great. But when you can't before a live audience of Star Trek fans, it becomes quite a daunting task. I'm fairly certain that by the time we get to Trek Long Island, we'll be able to talk about Star Trek freely and unencumbered. And I think that's the most exciting part. But it's very uh, important. See, my thing also with Trek Long Island, I wanted to make sure that the actors weren't only talking about Trek. Like, for example, J.J. Hertzler, he's an author. We brought him in an author panel. Right. I want to hear him talk mm-hmm. about his book. I want to hear him talk about other things or other passions because that's just as important. Right. That's a that's another aspect of the of the convention, which is very uh, uh, important, not only to you, but to, to Bill and I and, and probably everybody is, is you're going to have a huge authors uh, conglomerate, so to speak, showing up. Uh, you, you, you showed like us like some kind of like a flow chart of some kind on social media the other day. And librarian, I think I might have passed out librarian. a little bit trying to follow it all. Yes. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that and, and, um, what you're hoping and, and who, you know, is already going to be joining you, uh, or joining us. I uh, say. Well, I, I, we pretty much, I announced, I think I announced all my authors. I might have one or two left. Let me, let me go on over here. I know we got Keith Candidio is coming. I always say his last name wrong. How do you say it? I love you, Keith, but I can't say Keith. your last name. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just, uh, brought Perlman's coming out again. So that's nice. really exciting. 
Uh, let me see. Of course, now, I, you know, I closed that one. Okay, here it is. Let's okay, see. so David uh, actually, I'm really excited. Derek Tyler uh, Atiko, he was the, he just oh, yeah. the biography of uh, Benjamin Sisko. Oh, I'm, can't wait to read that. Table. I am super excited to meet him. Mm-hmm. He's going to be great. Uh, Sean Von Gorman, he, he's he came last year to the event. It was it was actually funny. CradleCon is another convention that happens near us. And they didn't know that they put their convention on top of mine. And I think it was like an olive branch. And they kind of sent Sean over. Like, here, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so he came. Um, he's He got, he, I got Heather Antos, who's an editor uh, for, uh, um, oh, my God, IDW. Yep, IDW. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Greenberger, he's new. He's one of our, our new authors wow. coming this year. I'm um, trying to see who's new. Oh, J.K. Woodward, Michael Jan Freedom is coming back. John Peel's coming back, and I, I and not a, not an uh, author, but she authors music and creates it. The Klingon Pop Warrior, and I'm really really excited to have her come. <laughs> she is fantastic. Plus, I mean, you know, we mentioned authors; those are huge. Oh, one of the great, I think, current Star Trek artists is also going to be in house with Kavita. Kavita. She does some yeah. amazing prints. She was just in Vegas for the uh, for the big annual con there. Um, and she and her, an art show with us too. <laughs> uh, her work is so amazing. Mm-hmm. She's and she's officially licensed too, which is really you know additionally cool. You know the fact that CBS is willing to to give you know their stamp of approval to the work that she does. She's the nicest person in the universe, too. Really, the nicest person. We're putting, we're bringing her an artist alley, and she's gonna have some of her art on display. And I want to bring in more artists, more um, fine art, almost for that area of the convention. That's amazing. So, uh, was there anything in the first year that didn't work quite as well as you've expected? That maybe you're changing for year two. Hmm. Let me think. No, everything was perfect. No, I don't know. I love um, it. Perfect. 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 Perfect answer. Um, <laughs> um, oh, that's a hard. Why would you ask such a hard question? Um, really, I think the only thing I'm changing is I just need more vendors. I need more room. People want to shop more. So, and that was Excellent. my big change. I want to bring um, uh, move maybe move things around a little bit. Mm-hmm. You'll see in the hallways will be a little bit different, but I think. Oh, it's interesting that Bill asked you that question because I'm going to go kind of opposite on my next question is with everything that happened, this is your first convention that you're putting together and you've had a tremendous, um, uh, everybody seems to love it. What was your favorite moment of last year's convention? Do you well, have a favorite remember moment? It because I was running around a lot, but I'm going to say something so nerdy. And this is what I say to everybody. My favorite yeah. moment was sitting down for a moment and watching everybody have fun. I know it sounds so dorky, but it is just watching everybody geek out and just bond and just be with their crews. That's, that's, that's what I want. That's what I want to do. And it worked. That's so amazing. You know, and, and I can appreciate that because half the time when I go to any convention, whether it's Star Trek or my wife and I go to conventions for the office, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that, that TV series, um, the people watching really is one of the interesting aspects to me and just being able to step back and watch how people interact with other fans or celebrities or vendors. It's just great to see that fandom sort of come together in that community spirit. So I can appreciate that. Um, Let's talk about some of the guests you've already announced for this year, because I'm really excited here for one in particular. Um, Dan and I have tried unsuccessfully to get Melissa Navia's autograph for two years. 
<laughs> and she's going to be at Trek Long Island. You had to be overjoyed when you got Melissa to agree yes. to this hometown. I, I was trying last year, but it was too late. <laughs> so, but this year, oh my goodness, I am. Yeah, <laughs> you know what to say to that. Yes, I am really excited. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, she's Bill and I were in line. It's, she's such a wonderful person. We were in line twice, two years in a row for such a long time to get her autograph. And we ended up not being able to because we had to go to our our uh, party with fan sets. And, and we didn't think it would happen again. And then it happened again this year. And we're like, we just cannot. We're just not we'll getting get lucky. There. But <laughs> we will be doing it in we New York, I guarantee you. <laughs> I'll send you the map of where she is. We'll get you there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm ecstatic about Tara Rosling. Um, yes. I love her character and discovery. And I think it's going to, I hope we finally get to see a little bit of uh, action with her and Saru this season. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very excited that she's going to be joining, uh, joining everyone. Um, who else have you already um, announced that you're excited to see? And, and Matt, I wanted to go back to you for just a quick second, uh, Stephanie, before you answer that. Was your favorite moment at last year's con the Robin Curtis moment, or was there something else? There was definitely other moments. I mean, Robin Curtis was uh, a fairly surreal moment, being on stage with Robin Curtis and Vadi Potenza. But uh, I think, you know, one of the things that really stood out to me, honestly, um, I don't want to sound like I'm self-aggrandizing or like being self-promoting at the moment, but it was kind of cool actually finding out that I had fans. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I kind of feel like I live in a <laughs> podcast bubble sometimes. And like, you know, social media is whatever, YouTube comments or whatever, but it's like, it's nice to, to be in my little booth and be like, oh, you're Trek Untold. I know you. I listened to your show and, and I've listened to your show for years. And I'm like, oh, people actually do listen. Or like the fact that I made merchandise for the show and people were actually excited about it and buying it. And I'm like, people right. actually like that I exist. That's really cool. <laughs> um, I, I like that you exist too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think for, like, for me, like the biggest moment was really meeting a lot of the celebrities and but that's also because many of them I had interviewed previously on my show. So like I got to meet Bruce Horak in person finally, which was amazing because he's oh. such a cool, amazing artist right. and mm -hmm. performer. Uh, I got to hang out with Raven Dowda and Pumas Lace Satole, who again, guest on my show. I think I was like Pumi's first interview uh, mm -hmm. for Trekker. And I think the same for Raven maybe. So um, wow. they were like so excited to see me too. And I was like, Whoa, okay, cool. <laughs> I have got like Trek actor buddies, which is always cool. But I think meeting Doug Jones is probably like my big moment. Uh, of all the things, you know, you want to talk about, talk about nerves, right? Like Robin Curtis going onto stage. Yeah. Okay. But Doug Jones, like this is a man that I've admired in so many things and I've seen his face in so many things. And I was like, I'm going to get his autograph. I just got to get the courage first to do it. Uh, he pinched your <laughs> cheeks, didn't he? Oh my goodness. Yes. He, <laughs> he pinches everybody's cheeks. I, love I had no say in the matter. He was like, give me them cheeks. Uh, he just went to town on them. <laughs> it was amazing. I, and I got to do another photo later with uh, with him and my girlfriend and us together. Uh, we were doing jazz hands, all, all sorts of fun stuff. So, yeah, I could scratch meeting Doug Jones off the list because, awesome. wow, what, what a guy. Like, for anyone who hasn't met him, you got to meet the guy. Fantastic yeah. human being. Yeah, he was. The, I think he was the first person I booked was Doug Jones. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be great. a good convention because... Doug. And then David Ajala, I melted a little. He was really great too. I have to admit, actually, yeah, like he brought the stuff yeah. grudge, and we just like chatted with him, like because that's the cool thing about going to small cons is like you know you go to Trek Las Vegas, mm -hmm. and it's huge. It's really hard to yeah. get like serious intimate time, yeah. but when you go to like a smaller show like Trek Long Island, like you really get the time to really talk and interact. And like me and my girlfriend spent like fifteen minutes hanging out with David Ajala, and we're talking Trek, we're talking toys, we're talking all sorts of other stuff that he worked on. We're just talking about eating stuff in New York City. So it, it's like really cool to make those connections that you don't get a chance to do like, you know, at SDCC or NYCC or anything like that. So 
Well, Evan Evagora, he he oh, went yeah. to the bar the night the night, and he was hanging out with everybody. Like <laughs> they were excited. That's and you don't see that at the big conventions. The smaller ones, right. they come on out because they know there's not going to be a million people jumping on them. Exactly. So, um, so who else do we have, Stephanie, that we that we know about so far uh, that people, you can tell us about? Well, I could tell. I just announced recently, and I love her. I can't go. Can't wait to believe I have her, and she has such a great role. On lower decks right now, Gabrielle Ruiz. Oh my yeah. gosh! Oh yeah, she's yep. such. I Oh my goodness. such a great role. I did. If you, if you watched the last episode, I just watched it. I'm just. Like, oh, she's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm forklemped. I, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. She really just plays right. it perfectly. I watched her a couple of her episodes in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She's fantastic. She's so much fun. She's such a fun actress. I like that the is... fact that they brought that character on as in a more uh, regular, uh, like, episode to episode. Just that one guest appearance didn't seem like it was enough. So I'm, I'm glad that they brought that character on because she is a fan favorite. Absolutely. It's a perfect dynamic of like they always have that couple on every Star Trek that kind of clashes. Mm-hmm. And if you got Tendi and Thailand, it's like, oh, leave me alone. But she loves her. <laughs> it's perfect. So, Matt, let's talk about some Trek toys. Because I have a feeling that you may have some passion here. I could be wrong. A little, um, little bit of passion, I guess. Yeah, you might say that. A little bit of passion. Um, I'm just going to let you have the floor. I mean, what? Um, tell us what's coming up. Tell us what you're excited about. Tell us what you want us to know. All right. Yeah, cool. So for folks who might not know, uh, this past week in New York, we just had New York Toy Fair. In fact, the day that we're recording this, it just ended. So that's why I'm like brain dead and mumbling and like barely there in the head currently. Uh, it's an exhausting four days. And uh, basically all the major toy companies and all the minor toy companies from around the world come to the Javits Center for four days to show off what they've got. And it's also the first toy fair we've had since 2020. For the last few years, it's been gone due to the pandemic. Uh, So really since then, a lot has changed in the entire world. And that also includes the toy industry. So, you know, I'm a big Star Trek collector. I'm a big toy collector. And I was hoping to see a lot of different things at Toy Fair this year related to Star Trek. So I do have some up and down news, I guess, let's say here. Uh, Maybe I'll start with the bad. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of collectors have been very excited about the Playmates line of Star Trek toys, but it's been kind of like ebb and flow at best with yeah. its releases. Um, and, well, I, I guess I have the the sad news to report that it's essentially now dead. Oh. Uh, we're, we're, it's not like completely dead. We could call it life support, maybe. So uh, I, I was told that they might be actually showing stuff at Toy Fair a few months back. There was nothing there. Uh, I should add, uh, Playmates this year, as far as what was shown to the press, was very little and there was no photography allowed. All they showed was miraculous ladybug and cat noir dolls. And then they showed a ton of Ninja Turtle stuff for the new show, um, hmm. but no photography allowed. And likewise, there was nothing there for Trek and else beyond that. So um, I was told basically Trek figures are done now. So whatever's out in stores, which are, which are currently peg warming and a lot of targets and going on clearance and a lot of them, especially yeah. uh, that stuff is pretty much the end of the figure line. So anything that you guys saw leaked maybe about a year or so ago in London when that happened, uh that will never happen so yeah and likewise too you know there was supposed to be a hollow janeway from the prodigy line that will never happen either Uh um what we will be getting hopefully sporadically is ships and role-playing items that's what i was told by a playmates rep so the enterprise d i believe has just come out and i don't recently let it for pre-order it might be hitting some stores now and they also just put out a tos communicator so those two things are out beyond that they had no comment 
And regarding the frequency of when these releases are going to be for future toys, if they happen, no comment. So as they put it, it's kind of up to the fans and the buyers. And they've said the same thing to me that I've heard from a lot of other vendors. Because I've been doing this toy thing for a long time as like a toy industry professional uh, over on my other channel, uh, my YouTube channel, Nerd News Today. So, you know, I've seen Titan Merchandise do it. I've seen Mezco do Star Trek. And they all say the same thing. Uh, I've seen McFarlane Toys do it, in fact. Star Trek toys don't sell. And it's kind of a sad truth. I mean, a lot of fans might disagree, but that's also because we're kind of living in our Star Trek bubble. We want to buy right. this. But, right. You know, this is not Star Wars. This is not Jurassic Park. This is like WWE stuff. It's not as mainstream. So Star Trek is a really tough sell. I mean, McFarlane Toys, when they did theirs several years back, all they did was awesome. a figure and a Picard, and that was the end of it. They were like, no, these aren't selling. We're done. So they, Was McFarlane the one that did the Borg? Um they had like a Cardassian, a Klingon, and another alien race that was Borg figures that were just so incredibly detailed. Was that McFarlane? No, that was uh, Diamond Select. That was a, a cancel. Okay. They did a few with those, but they didn't really get to finish that one out. Yeah. Uh, Diamond Select did a great job with their Star Trek line. They like really were devoted to making it happen. Yeah. Um, but again, over time, I think they lost the license as well. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so Playmates has been, you know, the ones reviving it. But I, w- I will say, you know, with Playmates now kind of done with it, more or less, there are other companies kind of picking up the slack. So uh, what I did see that's kind of new, uh, let's see, well, Haya Toys is showing off some stuff this year, uh, and they brought Abrams Star Trek stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. J.J. Abrams Star Trek line. So we're getting characters from that film. We're getting Nero. We're getting Kirk, Spock. Lens uh, Scotty, I think. Uh, we might be getting a Scott. I'm not quite sure about that, but I know we're getting his little uh, engineering buddy. Uh, and uh, we're also getting one of the toys that wasn't made when that film came out, and it was advertised, which was Spock in the cave. So oh, yeah. That, that toy was advertised, but it never came out because the line was terrible and died a mm-hmm. horrible death. And it deserved to because awful figures. Uh, but uh, now we're finally getting that Spock. And these figures are amazing. They're photorealistic. They're about 118 scale, which means they're three and three quarter inches tall, which is about the same size as like the classic G.I. Joe's from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Uh, there were a few other things here and there, but really not much. Uh, I mean, like Kid Robot had some plushies. Uh, what was cool with, with Kid Robot, uh, and they're a subsidiary of NECA. They have uh, the Attack Wing franchise. And for folks, okay, who are, Attack yeah. Wing is like a tabletop game where you play all the different starships and you have giant space battles. It's a lot of fun. And they've shown off now their next step, I guess. They don't want to call it an evolution, but it's like the next step in the Attack Wing series, which is going to be uh, called Star Trek Into the Unknown, I believe, or something like that. Or Star Trek Into Unknown. And it's going to be a little bit more, I guess, more of a narrative-based game. And they're kicking off with the starter kit. It's going to have, I think, the Enterprise and Defiant versus like the Jem'Hadar. Uh, that's going to be coming out. We don't know when. I, I think it might be next few months or early next year, but that one's going to be the one to be on the lookout for if you're into like tabletop gaming. Oh, wow. Uh, and I think the only other thing really kind of that I can think of off the top of my head besides those plushies that was kind of fun is uh, there's a company called Super Impulse, and they're known for their line of world's smallest. So they take like popular retro or modern toy licenses and they shrink them down to super teeny tiny things. So imagine a He Man toy, right? Like a classic Mattel He Man toy. And it's like not even an inch tall. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, yeah, it's definitely not even, it's like maybe half an inch or something like that. Oh, wow. They hmm. now got Star Trek. And that's actually a pretty big thing. I don't think anybody's covered this. Uh, I haven't even announced it yet on my social media. So you guys are getting it first. <laughs> they're, they're doing Super Impulse, world's smallest Star Trek. We're getting a Shatner Kirk, I, be- I believe. I'm pretty sure it's, I, I got to double check. Um, so maybe I shouldn't say it's Shatner or not, but we're going to get a world's smallest Captain Kirk. We're going to get a world's smallest Spock. And we're going to get a world's smallest enterprise. Wow. So like, you know, if you remember like the micro machines, yeah. Yeah. Like that size, but still actually a little bit smaller and just as detailed. They're really, really cool. 
Uh, so that's pretty much the breaking news from Toy Fair. Wasn't a great showing for Star Trek, um, but I will add for folks who are buying like the XO6 Star Trek stuff, the 12 inch figures, yes. those are being shown over the weekend. Uh, I believe at like the Shanghai Toy Festival, the Wonder Fest, I think it might be called. Those uh, were out there in display. And I can let you guys know Todd Stashwick is getting a Shaw figure in 12 inch. There you go. Beautiful. That's so awesome. that's on something you guys look out I, I like just got that. my quark from them recently, and that thing is a knockout. It is. It, the likeness is just unbelievable. They do fantastic sure. work. So what I hear from uh, the, the world's smallest is it's basically Bill Brain size. So anyway, Stephanie, I have a question for you in regards oh, to... Uh, oh, wait a second. I have one quick update. I know the Playmates Enterprise D is on sale through Target now for 40 bucks. Oh, great. Yeah. Nice. Now, does it, is it like the... Target uh, and Amazon as well, and uh, you can also get it from like, a place like Entertainment Earth and Big Bad Toy Store. Mine's you know, on the way. Is it going to be like the previous releases of, of stuff where it's going to have the lights and sound effects and all that stuff? I haven't actually seen it yet. So there's cool. been a yeah. lot, there's been a lot of discourse about it in a lot of the, uh, the Trek toy Facebook groups. Cause of course there is, but rightfully so, um, you right. know, a lot of folks don't necessarily like the paint job or some of the details, but it does have lights. It does have sounds. What I believe is different about this one from the original release is that the saucer separates. Yep. Oh, okay. so that's kind of a big deal. Okay, that sounds pretty good. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Stephanie, are there anybody who is going to be representing any of the toy companies that Matt talked about at the convention that we know of um, yet? I'm going to have Mego Toys will be there. So okay. I have a couple of tables at the event. Nice. Um, as of now, I can't really think of any more toy companies, but um, like I said, I have a bigger vendor room. you got a toy company. Sign up now. It's filling. It's actually filling for real. It's really That's awesome. Filling. I will head to Amigo was also at Toy Fair. They were showing off some things. They were showing off some more Strange New Worlds uh, items as well. So there is an Anson Mount Kirk. There is an Ethan Peck Spock. And they just showed off Rebecca Romaine, number one. And that mm. looks great. So by the time Trek Island happens, Una might be ready for sale. So that's going to be pretty cool to find there. I can see that's where my budget is going um, during yes. this con. It's to a suitcase full of Amigo figures to take back home. <laughs> <laughs> It starts so, with one, and then it just keeps going from there. It, that's right. You should see all the Funko Pops that line my 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 shelves over here. There's there's uh -huh. an army of them. So we've talked uh, online about an announcement for this particular episode of Trek Geeks. Mm -hmm. The next, I got two uh, of them actually, we I got, got two, two villains. Yeah, I'm starting October off with villains. And I love uh, it. actually, you know, at the end of the month, I, I'm working on another villain, um, but I can't say anything now. Um, but yeah, I think maybe I'll tell you guys and stop recording, you know. Okay. You that sounds secret. good. <laughs> we we can be uh, bribed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who uh, is uh who's coming for for the villains? Well, let's start with let's um well, well when we announce one, wow, I feel like I'm just letting it out. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Big announcement. <laughs> Here we go. Oh my gosh, I'm okay, so nervous. this uh this lovely green young lady was in Discovery. She is Janet Kidder. Nice. <laughs> I'm very excited. From from um, people that I've talked to who have seen her at conventions, she is fantastic. She loves talking to the fans. She really enjoyed the role. And uh, that's going to be great to be able to uh, to meet her in person. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, same here. That's awesome. And you're telling me you got another? I got another one. Ready for me to pronounce this. I am I, so scared. I'm you ready. Know, I, when you guys are talking about the video games and gaming, I was thinking about him the entire time. He actually is a huge voiceover for gaming. Oh. And his name is Elias Tofexis. Nice. have a very, very big role next season in Discovery. Yeah, he's kind of the main antagonist. Um, right. 
in season five when that premieres hopefully early next year. That is it. So we met Elias in Vegas. Really? And we found out he listens to Trek Geeks. <laughs> Couldn't even believe it. I was kind of blown it. away. We weren't yeah. at our table and and he came by to meet us and we spent the rest of the con trying to sync up with him and either he was busy or we were busy. And finally he brought his beautiful family over to the table and we met them all. And, and what a, what a wonderful guy. Really? He seems his social media is so nice. So, you know, normal. If I don't explain it, he's just like a nice guy, normal guy. You could sit down, just talk to him. I'm very, very excited to have him. It's funny that you say that, Stephanie. I've been saying this about the modern Trek shows lately, uh, or ever since Discovery first started with season one, and all through what we're seeing now. It's one of the things I love so much about the the um, the actors and people involved in New Trek. And I'm not trying to say anything negative towards the legacy series whatsoever, but the new actors, they're of the generation that understands the social media aspect and the fan aspect and the way that they interact with people at these conventions is really something that I have enjoyed ever since um, Discovery uh, kicked off of course the way that Sonequa just works that crowd and, and gets everybody so excited about things and I'm so happy to hear that people like like Janet and Elias are going to be joining us at, at Trek Long Island because uh, I'm sure that they're going to have everybody just cheering. Um, and, and like Bill said, when when he said that he listened to to Trek Geeks, we were like, "Come on, man, you don't do that." Well, maybe he'll listen to this. I'll say hi, Elias. There's a very good chance. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you know, one of the the nice things about regional cons is that they're more intimate. Um, usually, I don't see regional cons with nearly as many guests as you've already announced. Do you have a kind of a ballpark as to how many celebrity guests you'll have about, when you're done announcing? I have about seven more. About. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's about amazing. There. Like I'm looking at my chart in the back where I had to fill in. So <laughs> uh, that's uh wow. See, we're going to, our brains are going to be working overtime to try to figure out who's going to be coming. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't even announce my other headliner yet. Oh my word. <laughs> You know, this is always the first time on Trek Geeks, but, you know, just saying. <laughs> I told you, I'm going to tell you guys after yes. we're recording. Okay. Uh, and I have to sign up, sign a contract. Yes. <laughs> We've signed many an NDA in our lives. You know, we totally understand. Somewhere we're Dan almost called has... it a DNR. <laughs> wow, this took a turn. Um, somewhere Dan's got a boatload of phone numbers for various celebrities, and he won't yeah. let me see them because he's sworn to secrecy on them. So... Um, I, I just, I am so excited. And, and which hotel are we at for the, for the con? The Hyatt Regency in Hop Hog. Yes. I was and wondering I how you pronounce that. <laughs> See, bef- yeah. I actually was th- thinking the same thing because we talked about how I pronounce it while, while Matt was talking, I actually did a Google on how do you pronounce this? And I typed the word. <laughs> and so I got to hear the computer say it to me. So thank you for taking care of that for us anyway. And you know what? We've talked about this all for the last 40 minutes or so, and we haven't even announced the dates. It's May 31st through okay. June 2nd, 2024. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you said, at the Hyatt Regency, Long Island. It's going to be fantastic. And and yeah. just the fact that it's only going to be a couple hour drive for Bill and I is is uh, is just And wonderful. we're expanding. We didn't do Friday last year. I want to mm-hmm. do a little bit more. Wow. So we're going to have like a reception open for everybody. I'm not, I don't want to do any opening reception people to pay for extra. So it's open to everybody. Uh, the hotel has a bar. And uh, I'm going to have, like I said, the Klingon pop or sing, singing uh, lounge mm-hmm. music. And we're going to do something really nice for the opening. And then we'll, we'll have a couple of panels going on. We're still working on what we want to do and how many we want to do. And then really the next day is when we're going to start bringing in the um, the guests. 
Awesome. So where can people go to get tickets? You can go to treklongisland.com. Well, that's pretty simple. I mean, and that's good because Dan's not that bright. Not he not would find bright. a way to mess I this know. up. I spell it wrong. Trekisland.com. <laughs> What? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's Trek Long a, Island. Trek, Island. Trek How many times I get um, companies like tagging me saying, hey, thanks for the bike. And I'm like, I'm not Trek. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to invite one of those companies to the convention. I swear. I'm going to have a bicycling company there. Why doesn't Trek Bikes come out with a Star Trek themed bike? What? Right? right? You know what? This is it. You hear this? Guys? Get on that. Uh, Dan, you you have contacts there. Just get right on the phone with them. Do this. Um, I actually, I have I a think... trek bike downstairs. Do you really? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Is it yours? Yeah. It is. When was the last time you rode it? Don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we will have at least five different podcasts represented from Trek Geeks, either attending as you know convention goers or with really? with tables or or potentially doing panels at Trek Long Island. Um, I don't want to say we're invading. Oh, invade. But we're invade. invading. Invade. Uh, I think we're, we're looking at putting together a, a Trek Geeks Network meetup at some point, probably possibly offsite. We haven't figured that part out yet, um, but we'll be promoting the hell out of that in addition to the convention. And yeah. um, I, anytime you guys want to come back and give us updates or um, we also have a podcast about Star Trek conventions. And I think we might know the host of that show. Um, I might know. And we also have a podcast about collectibles. So we do. Matthew, you know, we got to get you on that one and uh, to talk about all kinds of good stuff that you were just talking about a few minutes ago. You guys are like the one stop podcast stop. Uh, (laughs) We'd like to think we have something for everybody. Yeah. And Bill, since we're talking like all podcasts here, you know, uh, we actually have a content creator section that we're going to have at Trek Island, just like we had in 2023. We had our podcast alley. It's expanding in 2024. And uh, we have a questionnaire currently on trekonisland.com. So I know there's probably a lot of fans out there who also have their own Star Trek podcast that are listening right now. And if they want to come to Trek Island, we have free booths available to content creators. So there's a questionnaire form. They can go there, fill it out, submit it. We'll get back to you guys in a few months. And it's basically a way we're kind of giving back to the community. We're having more people there helping us out. You might be able to have a panel. You'll be able to interact with fans, be able to grow your audience. Uh, so we want to make sure that folks know that, especially who are, you know, whether you're a YouTuber whether you're a podcaster, whether you're a social media influencer, whatever you're doing in the world of Trek, we want content creators there in the house, showing off, showing up and being part of this community. So head over to trekonisland.com, check out the podcast questionnaire form. And uh, yeah, please, we want to see everybody coming out there and showing off what they do. Stephanie, Matt, thanks so much for joining us. Um, We are so excited to attend and uh, we hope to bring you guys back sometime soon. Absolutely. Well, Dan, as I look at my phone, we have 239 days as we record this until Truck Long Island. Um, nice. And I'm going to be counting it down like you wouldn't believe. Also, by the way, 300 days on the nose till Vegas. But that's oh, okay. uh, that's neither here nor there. In 239 days, you and I are going to be on site at Truck Long Island getting it done and it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be amazing like i've said repeatedly i cannot wait 
I can't wait either. You know, um, the excitement, I mean, you, you could just tell when we were talking uh, with Stephanie and, and Matt that the excitement for this convention is is you you can feel it in the air and I can't wait to get there. You know, we're going to be reunited with our friends from Fansets who we only get to see once a year usually. So that's going to be great. We're going to have so much representation from the the network while we're there. So we get to reunite with all of our, our fellow podcasters and friends. Plus there's going to be some amazing guests there. Of course, the big Halloween announcements uh, that were made here on the show with our, with the two villains that were, were announced. It's going to be fantastic. And it's, and it's not done yet. There's going to be more announcements coming and we can't wait to hear them. And we can't wait to be part of the whole experience. Come late. Elias Tufexis and Janet Kidder Trek Long Island as announced here exclusively on Trek Geeks. Um, can't wait. Get yourself on out to treklongisland.com. Get all the details, but more importantly, get your tickets. Yeah. Get because Be they're, they're going to they're going to sell out. I'm pretty sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there are the hotel rooms are already sold out. So, yeah, it's going to sell out with, yo. with as much as I hear people talking about this con and how great the first one was. I have a feeling that this year is going to be even more amazing. So get your tickets early and, and get them fast. Dan, you know what else you should get fast? Hmm. Out of here. That would be my ideal dream. But <laughs> before that, you should get all of five year missions albums in your grubby yes. little hands because we love physical media. So get yourself right now on out to five year mission.net order year one, year two, year three, Spock brain, trouble with tribbles Get those CDs shipped to your house because we love the music of Five Year Mission. They are every bit of music you hear on Trek Geeks. And um, I, I, I can guarantee, I feel pretty confident in stating this, Dan. You know me, I don't make guarantees lightly. I guarantee mm. if you start listening to 5YM, you will become a huge, huge fan. So everybody who's not Dan, get yourself on out to fiveyearmission.net, get those CDs, and love this band. Grubby little hands. Your hands are, you should try washing those mitts every now and then. <laughs> wow. Okay. I didn't know if grubby or little was the wrong adjective, but okay. You know, you've got tiny hands. I, I don't have tiny hands. Yeah, you yeah, do. I do. Anyway. Well, I'm going to make you happy today, my friend. This is going to make <laughs> Wait, you happy. First time in almost 30 years, but go ahead. I know. I know. In honor of our dear friend Fark's recent birthday, and happy birthday, buddy, uh, I'm going to forego a Farkism this week in his honor. You like that? I, yeah, I, I'm stunned. I thought you would. Quite frankly, I, yeah, I, I didn't expect this. Yeah. This is a birthday present for me or for him. Yeah, well, I guess for both of you. But you know, Fark, you can thank me that your ears are not going to bleed with this week's episode, which I think they usually do. But hey, if they do start bleeding, just make sure you apply some Farkirachrome, okay? Because it's very important. It'll help seal up any possible infection. So I just want to throw that out there. Happy birthday, pal! Farkirachrome. Get the f- out. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> just get out wow <laughs> my goodness wow huh. I, I I don't <sighs> yeah. so clearly I mean, for I mean, my birthday um, I got screwed as, as you're welcome which was this week um, <laughs> yes yeah. it was and happy birthday thank, thank you you know it's it's so and, and I should say um uh, it's been, you know, I, the dates, everything's all mushed together with everything going on. I did wish you a happy birthday, but I hadn't done it on the show. And so I apologize for that. And happy, happy birthday, buddy. Welcome to Club 54. It's good to have you here. Let's go disco dancing and have a little fun. You're the best. Don't try to make up for what you just did. 
fiveyearmission.net get those CDs. Of course, don't forget, you too can support Trek Geeks by subscribing to us on Patreon, where you can get uh, some raw audio and some perks and and some just all-around good times. Yeah, absolutely. We love our Patreonicals so much, and uh, we're always so humbled by their support. So thank you to each and every one of them, and a very special thank you to our associate producers of Trek Geeks, and they are Vikram Bhatt, Chad Clark, Corey Clay, Brad DeMag, William Edward M. Jr., Brandon Everidge, Andy Fark, Kimberly Francis, Jonathan Hamilton, Ryan Jeffs, Sean Lynn, Rick Mason, Jamie McGregor, Ross McKinney, Aaron Mollenkoff, Sarah Ledoux, Helen Reed, Sarah Rutlinger, Tim Robertson, Desi Rogers, Greg Rozier, Eric Sakian, Adam Sanders, Tim Serdar, Heather Sohn, Blake Strike, Lisa Tomlinson, Ron Robel, Kalia Zawacki, and the gracious and wonderful Collie Hutchins. Yeah, Dan, I have a question. Last time we dropped an mm. episode, did you murder Aaron Mollenkoff's name? I think I said Aaron. Uh, I, I like jumped ahead to something and I said Aaron wrong, which is weird because you would think it would be the last name because it's got some interesting spelling to it. But yeah. Because he posted in Camp yeah. Kittimer and said, I know I'm a little late listening to the live recording from Vegas, but Dan, it's Aaron. <laughs> I don't know what I said. <laughs> I must have said Alan or something. I don't know. I don't remember what I did five minutes ago. You were talking about my hands, and I don't even remember what yeah, I said. So they're tiny. I, sorry, Aaron. Aaron. Mr. Aaron. Aaron. Aaron Molenkoff. Aaron. What was what was his name? <laughs> Alan. And we also want to thank our Trek Geeks producers for their support. They are Mike Bovia, Steve Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Brian Hackwith, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchand, Matt. McGonagall, Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Casey Pettit, Jamie Rogers, Casey Shafsky, Terry Schull, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Fashon. Dan, the senior producer of Trek Geeks, for now and all time, Mm. is Jim Tatman. Absolutely, he is. Love that guy. Hope things are going well across the pond, buddy. You too can become a producer of Trek Geeks, and it is so easy to do. Head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details. Sorry, I'm cracking up because my wife and dog were just dancing with each other in the hallway. Yes, she was so- <laughs> <laughs> I was going like this. Like, like, hurry up. I want to dance with you, daddy. <laughs> it looked like dancing from where I was. It was cute. Oh, okay. Love you. <laughs> You're on the show, by the way. Yeah. Uh, next Where week. We? Yeah, next week. Or next episode, <laughs> whenever the hell it is. Um, so we have said we're going to do an episode about Barkley like 45 times. And next week or next episode, I swear, we really mm. do want to talk about this character. <laughs> yes, we really do. Maybe 47 times would be a better amount of times. Just read the copy. Off, just because it's TNG. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, I am going to make an executive decision here right now that nothing will get in the way of us talking about Reg Barkley next week. And, you know, As we mentioned previously, in all seriousness, it's going to kick off a series of discussions in the coming months that deal with mental health issues in Star Trek. And who better to start with than our beloved Reg? So it all starts next time right here on the flagship. That is next time. Barkley, Dan guaranteed it. So if it doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. we'll give you his email address and you can yell at him. 
Of course, for more great Star Trek discussion, we have so many great shows here at Trek Geeks that we want everyone to get a listen to all of them. You know, we've got a, a brand new show coming very soon, Deflowered, which mm. <laughs> which is, you know, partly from the mind of Sarah from Rewind, which is going to be a great TOS rewatch show. Uh, Drawn to Trek is back, which we're very excited about. Big sci-fi podcast is churning out episodes. And of course, so are our sci-fi sisters and, and lots of other great stuff happening here at Trek Geeks. So head on over to trekgeeks.com slash listen to get all those shows in your ears. Trek Geeks. No one, oh my God, no one talks Trek like we do. That's true. And it's probably a good thing after thinking about this, uh, this last five minutes. Um, yeah. <laughs> and of course, for all the news on I all the Star Trek too, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. For now, this has been episode number 307 of the Trek Geeks podcast. We do hope you all live long and prosper. Fuck your bro. No, it wasn't. Coconut. <laughs> coconut coconut flavored mercurochrome what you're not supposed to eat mercurochrome dan oh music for trek geeks is provided by five-year mission they're writing an original song for each episode of star trek hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net trek geeks is a production of coconut media works executive producers bill smith and dan davidson for more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. Just a little bird squeak or something. Were you just know. good? Were you just excited that I didn't go into NPR voice? Oh my God. As soon as you said, okay, I'm going to hit record. I'm like, oh God, please don't. Oh God, please don't. Oh God. And you didn't. Thank you. I appreciate What's that. What's wrong with the NPR oh God. voice, Dan? <laughs> I, I, it just, it, I, I, it's that to me is is my Cyrano Jones to you. And how many years have you friggin' tortured me with Cyrano Jones? I do it because the fans love it. I don't. No one has ever written in and said <laughs> I love Cyrano Jones. Oh, I we might want to talk to uh, to a couple uh, people. Yeah, who? Yeah, yeah. Family oh, members of yours. Mr. Wacky, Mr. Wacky, maybe she loves it. Mrs. Excuse me, not Miss. Yeah, okay, no. one. You picked the one person associated with Tribbles. You said you, name. You said I said name. Na- you I said named. a couple. I said name them. I only have time for one right now. I'm on a busy. You're schedule. so full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Patreons, you have a mission. Tell us all how much you love the Cyrano. Oh, not account. just the Patreons. Let's just open it up to everybody. Oh, that's true. Yeah, this isn't the Patreon. Email section, Dan yeah. directly. I, I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't want this to be fair. Emails, oh, want, no, I want it to happen. Hear, I just don't know if the email servers will be able to take all of the like incredible. It's Google. Shut up. Love it. It's 
What are you laughing? What are you barking at? You, you big jerk. Her hair's all standing up. Dan, our servers are Google. They'll be fine. <laughs> all right. Email Dan directly. Okay. Tell him how much you love Cyrano Jones. If you get a hundred responses from a hundred different people that are verified, you can do it every week. Oh, I told you I wouldn't do it anymore. I promised you that. So I can't. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. No, no, no. I'm not. You can't go back on what, uh, on what you said. Sorry. That's wonderful, Dan. (laughs) So, Hey, I got something I wanted to share. Yeah. This is, and I'm not exactly sure what I want to do right now. Remember when we were in Vegas, I um, went over to the Hero Within booth and I ordered myself a Picard season three faux leather yes, jacket. Yes, I remember. I'm like, this will be, this will be awesome for riding the bike. I'm going to, I'm really excited about it. It came in today. And when I tried it on, the large seemed a little bit snug. So I tried on a 2X because the sizes are a little wonky. It seemed to be okay at the time. It came in today. I've lost almost 30 pounds since Vegas. It don't fit. <laughs> it's too big. So I got to figure out if I'm just going to ca- uh, ask him if I can switch it for a large or an XL instead of a 2XL. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's good, but I'm like, oh, I wanted to wear it this weekend and I can if I'm going to swap it out. <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> I mean, if you <laughs> put so on I'm deodorant on, for I'm once, like, oh. you might be able to get away with it. Well, you know, you do what you do. <laughs> wow. I think I know where your 30 pounds went, by the way. Uh, I, I, I found it. I, oh, oh come on now. Come no, on. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it. I found it. So, and that's fine. That is a nice jacket, by the way. I was amazed at the, the price point they had for those jackets because they were amazingly affordable yeah. compared to so many other things there. That's why I decided to get it. I'm like, well, you know what? This is a great price for something that looks so good. Yeah. So, so yeah, I like it. And it'll look even better when I put a fan sets Delta on it. That's incredibly true. That's the, that's the funny thing. I'm going to show my my brother in law, and I'm going to be like, "What do you think of this jacket? I got it for riding the bike. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome." He's going to be like, "That looks awesome." I'm going to go, "Yeah, it's a Picard jacket." He's going to go, "I hate it." Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, they actually did think season three of Picard was the best season of television they've ever seen. Well, then he should be fine with it. I would hope so. So, uh, I, hope. I have news, which many people don't oh. know. You okay. already do. Let's hear it. Let's just end from the Trek Geeks newsroom, Dan. That's a voice I can get. I have a job. <laughs> yes. I am no longer yes, an unemployed member of the uh, uh, of of humanity. I I That's start great. on Monday. That's fantastic. After at that point, it'll be close to three and a half months off, and it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to be, I'm sure it will be, but it's exciting at the same time, I'm sure. If I ever get to retire someday, I'm going to get used to it very quickly um, <laughs> because the thought of having to go back to work, granted, it's it's a job I'm excited for. It's a company I really like, uh, but the thought of going back is like, oh, wow. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess I kind of have to do this, don't I? Yeah, that's that's good. I'm very happy for you. Me, on the other hand, I almost walked out yesterday, so nothing's changed <laughs> you're consistent it's just been it's just been a complete cf and we'll leave it at that uh charlie foxtrot charlie foxtrot hey pack the cat and have it Sm- smart saw that commercial the other day yeah I, saw I was laughing chris evans you saw i guess packed it <laughs> it's a good thing my wife isn't down here because she'd be giving me this glare for trying a massachusetts accent <laughs> 
she who has has one when required um having when grown required. up just outside of boston yeah. um yes I, I, I you've seen the movie the heat with sandra bullock and melissa mccarthy yes long time There's ago. that scene in the family dinner that i love to taunt her with and i will just out of the blue go i you i you not a knock and she just cringes <laughs> cringes beautiful. beautiful yeah yeah it's like um the the it's like the departed is a fantastic movie but nicholson's massachusetts accent is just not happening for me same with alec movie. baldwin yeah everybody pretty much who's not originally from the area it's pretty pretty bad and even some of the people who are yeah, I think doesn't Martin even Martin Sheen does he have an accent in that? Does he fake an accent in that? I can't remember. I think he does. I don't before remember he, that. before he falls off the building, which is just awesome. <laughs> I've dreamt of doing that to you and Southie many times. I'm sure. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I um, my wife, you know, would die on this hill. She says Christian Bale does a better Massachusetts accent than in The Fighter than Ben Affleck does in any movie. <laughs> I don't disagree with that, and I've never even seen the fight. Oh, dude, you absolutely should. It's filmed uh, filmed on location in Lowell. Wait a minute. Is that the one about the Lowell yeah. boxer? I have yeah. seen that. I have seen that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. His, Christian Bale's accent is flawless. Uh, ben Affleck, who, by the way, is not from Boston. Mm-hmm. He was born in California, so let's just set that straight right now. He grew up in, um, <laughs> in, in Cambridge and Newton. Um, which are not Boston. So I just want right. to get that on the record. Um, his, his Massachusetts accent is terrible. When I see those Duncan commercials right now, I, I want to put something through my television. I actually like the one that his brother does better than any of the ones that he does. I don't trim your fingernails. <laughs> okay. No, I don't one? think I have. Oh, it, oh, actually I'm sorry. I, I apologize. It's not an actual commercial. It was a fake commercial on Saturday night. Oh, they must've been mocking yeah. Ben. And it's, it, it was, it's, you got to check it out. It, it's, it's hysterical. So I, I would love to hear one of those idiots try a market basket <laughs> announcement. Uh, uh, attention shoppers. Uh, right now we have on sale for you 77 cases of Poland spring water, $1.99. Thank you for shopping market basket. <laughs> what? 72 cases, $1.99. last? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I, wow. Um, I, I'm, I'm very excited for con season 24 um mm. and really not in a way i haven't been since we did uh chicago and vegas that same year year before yep. last um mm. I, I, I i my brain is going a million miles an hour just starting to think about both shows um the fact that we've got one in may and then one again in august is, is pretty yeah. awesome just three months apart uh, unfortunately, it means I'm going to have to see you fly back to see you three months you apart. Know, silver lining in every cloud. This year, we're actually going to have to meet in Vegas. Yeah. I'll have an actual a nice, comfortable flight for change. Well, that's only because you've lost 30 pounds. <laughs> Other than that, you were just you know, big fatty <laughs> McGee over there. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm sorry, um, I shouldn't say that because I'm fat. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you I'm know shaming what? myself. We're all what yeah. we are. That's okay. Um, it's interesting. I would love, you know, it, it's great that we're going to more than one again in 2024. I'm, I'm hoping 
that somehow Triconderoga is placed in a weekend that actually works. So maybe we can get up there if you have the avail- availability, because it's been far too long since we've been up there. And, and with the uh, with the um, progress that they've made on the TNG sets, I just I just would love to get up there again. Oh, I, I don't disagree one bit. I I would yeah. love it, but it's usually like the like the weekend after STL, right after Vegas. Yeah. When, when, yep. It's unfortunate. When we went like what four years ago now. Um, Gosh, yeah, I think we did STLV, and then I had a Patriots preseason game with my wife, like right after mm-hmm. we got back, and then we had to hit the road for Ticonderoga the next day, and we were gone all that weekend. So we had two cons yep. in two weeks, and I had a Patriots game. I think I was home, you know, for the grand total of like forty-five hours <laughs> before we headed back out again. Your wife is still wishing for another long weekend like that. Yeah, yeah, week. Well, yeah. Um, she's. <laughs> Probably hoping for a whole month, you know, maybe I'll get lost. <laughs> lost convention. Yeah. They don't have those. You know why? Don't, don't even, don't you do, don't lost you do sucks. it. Don't you say it. <laughs> I have been looking for a grim convention for 2024. I'm seeing if I can find something because uh, we're watching it again. I don't think. Thanks, Adam uh, Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, intern. <laughs> Suggest all kind of all, all kinds of things for like Trek profiles and and Trek ranks, but uh, I don't see him bringing the heat to Trek geeks. It's about time he ponied up. Uh, <laughs> That's right, man. He's going to the senior producer will probably wind up firing him. We're he's going to we're going to schedule a meeting with Jude. Oh, and I think that's and a Jude great can, idea. That guy will drop the hammer. Jude can fire Adam. That kid will drop yeah. the hammer. Absolutely, boom. Or Bang. Adam will be sacked, Ow. as they say in the UK. It, yeah. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which does not involve like putting him in a burlap sack. I just want to make that clear, Dan. I know you're not that. I bright. was thinking one of those races that you see at the carnivals where you get those big sacks with the three red, three black X's at the top of it, and like a little rope, like that you tighten it with. He's hopping when around. When was the last time you were at a carnival? 1935. Oh no, not actually. Um, there. Well, I, carnival might not be the right word. A fair. Maybe, um, a fair. So probably yes. 1947. No, actually, there's the Cumberland Fair up in Maine. Oh, when okay, I lived in Maine, Sue loved to go to that one, so she would go. And oh my God, we'd go to it, and, and all I heard about is, "Let's go watch the horse pull. Let's go watch the horse." Life pole. is a little different in Maine. I know you Mainers love, <laughs> you know, traveling back in time <laughs> to uh, to to <laughs> ancient days uh, of years yeah. past. Um, the well, rest of us really, you know, the other 49 states, there are New Hampshire fairs, Pat. Uh, there are, but they don't, they don't do burlap sack races. <laughs> well, I didn't say it was there that I saw it last. Uh, you did provide that implication. I, I, I implied, didn't say it. Uh, then where days. was it? I implied that you're a no, great no. guy, but then I where was it? <laughs> counselor. Oh gosh. Uh, probably like in elementary school when we would have like the, the obstacle courses. <laughs> yeah right yeah so that would have been 1939 for you yeah, yeah pretty much that's what it feels like. you know they haven't shipped flour like that in about 70 <laughs> years you can find a rice though at the at like the big big stores like bj's and Costco. you ever wonder yeah. why they put flour in the worst container possible here let's put it <laughs> yeah. in this paper bag that's gonna get all kinds of holes and cuts yeah. in it or you can take it home um, they can't put that in like a a can. It's like what our friend Dayton Ward said the other day on his social media page. The people who make Ziploc bags really need to get in touch with the cereal. Makers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've never understood this. Uh-huh. 
don't understand it. Um, and that's because I'm not bright. And we're not. And I'm right there with you. My light bulb is a good 25 watts max. <laughs> it's cute that you think it's brighter than a nightlight. <laughs> You're working at about three watts. Three watts. Hey, bye. <laughs> I already just said I've had enough of this. <laughs> okay. Speaking of which, are you ready to? Uh, are you ready to do this? Let's do it, man. <laughs> Finally, Jeez. God, just shut yeah. your mouth. Oh my God, thirteen minutes and fifty nine seconds shut of up. this. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thanks, Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Before we start, we got yeah, to talk about that Yeah, let's ratchet it up to 15th. Fuck. Yeah, I, I, I saw a clip the other day, and if it's, if, it's, if it's a real clip, I'm surprised there was a big editing mistake in that scene of The Empire Strikes Back. I'll have to go back and see if it was a doctored YouTube video by going and watching the actual movie. When he is, with that whole scene where they kiss, and she says, I love you, and he says, I know, he's not wearing a jacket, except for the one close-up where he says, I know. He's got his leather jacket on, and then he doesn't again. He doesn't, he does, then he doesn't when he gets lowered into the freeze machine. So I'll have to check Never that out. Never paid attention. Real. I, yeah, and if it is, that's, that's, like, that's kind of a big editing error, continuity problem. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I put it on the, the people on set, not the editor. Yeah. Oh, that's um, true, too. All right, be quiet. Dan, be quiet. Sorry, We're over 15 minutes. Shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, done. You want to mute for a second there, jerk? Oh, what am I doing? You got to do your pre-roll. Dan has taken off his headset and his pants. Dan, put your pants back on. Dan, what are you doing? No, 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 don't. Dan, please. Put your clothes back on. Dan is now standing completely naked in front of his camera, and he's trying to count to 21. I, I am really sorry. I'm glad we don't video this podcast. I'm glad we don't do anything of that kind. Um, but Dan has really just sort of flipped his lid. And hey, buddy, how are you? Yeah, I can't wait to hear what that was all about. I saw your mouth moving. <laughs> <laughs> 